What's going on, everyone? My name is Preston Stewart, and this is the Full Sin Podcast. Today and for the last few weeks, and at least for the next couple weeks, we're going to focus exclusively on the 2020 CrossFit Games. Now, this year's a little bit different. Uh, historically, you would athletes would qualify through either regionals or the Open or maybe sanctionals and would travel to an in-person event with quite a few other athletes. I think last year it was like 130 on the men's side or on each the men's and the women's side. And they compete in person and, and over the course of a you know a week or a little bit less than a week, we would be able to name the CrossFit Games champion. But 2020 is different in so many ways. And one of the ways is that the games did not go forward, was not able to go forward as originally planned or really as it was planned the second time or the third time or the fourth time. But we did get something done. And that thing that we got done was phase one, which wrapped up in end of September. It was a two-day event, seven workouts over two days with 30 male and 30 female athletes that competed wherever they wanted, at their home gyms, in their garage gyms, with a judge that was sent from CrossFit. And that group of 30 was narrowed down to five men, five men and five women that will move move on to an in-person competition in Aromas, California, October 19th through 25th. Now, one thing of note with the date range for the games is we haven't really seen any clarification on that yet. That's kind of a wide range, 19 through 25, and we expect it to narrow down a little bit or at least provide a little more clarity, right? Are the athletes supposed to, you know, is, is the 19th event one, right? Or is 19th check-in and then there's maybe even a quarantine for a day or two um, to run some tests before the athletes start on the 21st. So a lot of things we still don't know. Hopefully, we get some more information because as we sit here on October 6th, uh, we are not that far away from the start of the games, which is awesome to think that, or the start of phase two of the games, I should say. But it's awesome because for the duration, well, let's see, since, would it have been January, February? Definitely since March, there's been this cloud of, is it going to happen? Can it happen? Should it happen? Um, And it's just really cool to see that, we're getting there. It's not perfect, but we got something to look forward to. Um, I think it's been done really, really well so far. And we've got at least another couple days worth of competition to watch this year before we wrap up the 2020 CrossFit game season that has been relatively long, all things considered. Now, for the last few weeks, we've been going through the various athletes that are going to be competing in aromas because there's only five men and five women. We can actually look at each one of them and talk a little bit about their history and maybe some strengths and some weaknesses and what they've done well on in the past. If we look at previous experience, both in person and both in person at the games or at sanctionals, as well as um, online, like the open. So today we are working, we are talking through our fifth place finishers from phase one. And on the men's side, that's Jeffrey Adler. On the female side, that's Carrie Pierce. Jeffrey Adler, starting there, is relatively new to the sport. You know, he, um, let's see, he's 26 years old, but he's only been competing in CrossFit or has really only been at the elite level, maybe I should say, since 2017. In 2017, he finished 410th in the Open and it's just gone, you know, he's obviously skyrocketed from there. But something that's worth saying about Adler before we dive in here is 
some of these other athletes, we have a lot of information to go off of. We have years and years of games or regionals or, um, or open performances. And, and we can see like, oh man, this person, if we get a longer duration event, they're going to be great. Or, Hey, let's stay out of the water. Swimming is not going to be good for so-and-so. We don't really have that for Jeffrey Adler and, and it's fine. It's not a positive or a negative. It just is what it is. Adler over the course of his career in, in the last four years, really went from 410th in the open to 98th to 26th to fifth. He finished fifth this year in the open and won um, Canada, I believe. In 2018, he made his first regionals and finished 18th. And then in 2019, of course, there were no regionals. He finished 33rd overall in the games. So first games appearance was last year, finished 33rd overall. And, you know, I was thinking when I'm looking through Adler's stats and his background and his performance is it reminds me a little bit of of when you have like a fitness tracker or you know a wearable or something and you want you want so badly to strap that thing on and it'll tell you um how you're doing but the reality is it doesn't have enough data and it might tell you that for i don't know i i, I feel like when i the last one i got it, it was like two weeks where it needed to collect data before it could actually make any make any sort of positive analysis or, or reasonable analysis i feel that way a little bit with jeff adler we just don't have enough data on this guy to be able to say 100%, here's where he's going to do well and here's where he's not going to do well. We're at a point in his career, I hope, and, and I think we are, and um, no reason to say we're not. I think we're at a point in his career where he's, he's hitting this exponential growth. You know, To go from 33rd in the games last year to top five, that's pretty cool. Two years ago, he didn't even make the games. So we might not be looking at the same athlete today when we go back and look at his performance in the open, when he finished 410th in, in uh, 2017. Also, if he finished 410th, we're not going to pull a lot of great data out of there because all the people he's competing against probably beat him. So something just, you know, a note here with Adler. And I think it's really cool is, you know, legends in the sport and champions and, 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 you know, the hall of famers all had to start somewhere and you never know when that, when that person starts, right? So like when Matt Fraser showed up and finished second overall, nobody knew the tear he was getting ready to go on. And it's really cool to think, you know, because we don't have a lot of background in Jeffrey Adler, maybe this is it. That's at least a really positive way to look at it. And I think that's really, really cool to be able to look back potentially in five, six, seven years and say, Adler, yeah, made his first top five in 2020 and has been on a tear ever since. But nonetheless, let's take a look at some of his events over the course of, really over the course of the last, we'll say year and a half. So he competed in the sanctional at Dubai, the Dubai CrossFit Championship, and he finished a couple events in the top five. Event one overall, I'm going to put a little asterisk by this one and I'll explain why, but it was a series of sandbag cleans and 150 meter ocean swims. And there's a 15 minute time cap and he finished third. Great way to start the, great way to start the competition. But he also didn't finish within the time cap. So, you know, it's hard to, are we going to call that a strength? Um, was the workout just not timed correctly? You know, was it the, should the time cap have been 18 minutes or instead of 15? I don't know. But, you know, it is worth calling. It's a top three finish. He beat out, you know, 20 plus other athletes, but also with the time cap in there. So, you know, maybe throw an asterisk by that one. Um, I, I just don't know that we can pull something really tangible out of that. The next one we can, though, 
The one rep max clean and jerk, he finished second overall with a 377 pound lift. And if you're interested, I think it was Morning Chalk Up did a really cool video series on Adler at the Dubai CrossFit Championship. And they spent a lot of time talking to him about this specific event, about this lift and showing it a couple times over. So worth checking out on, uh, on YouTube if you want. I think it's the morning chalk up that has that, has that series. So heavy barbell, we're starting to see, we will start to see a little bit of a theme here. Event six at, uh, at Dubai, let me make sure I pull this up so I have it correct, was a sprint, essentially a barbell sprint. It was hang snatch, seven hang snatches, seven snatches, seven squat snatches at 165 pounds with a two-minute time cap. So it's a barbell sprint. He finished in that event, event six, seven, or uh, fourth overall. So another top five finish. Now, at Dubai, he would finish, uh, Adler would finish eighth overall out of, let's see, I think it was about 30 competitors all in after a few folks withdrew. But there's some pretty solid competition there. You had Brent Fikowski, Patrick Vellner, Roman Krennikov, BKG. He had some, some, absolutely had some games, athletes there, and, and a handful that he beat to finish in eighth. But again, you know, it's an eighth place finish. And here we are trying to figure out if he's going to finish in the top three in the finals of the CrossFit game. So let's keep going. Let's take a look at his other, another sanctional here. And that's Mayhem, the Mayhem Classic. The final event at Mayhem, I also think we can pull something from in terms of what Adler might be looking for. Um, and, and for what it's worth, this isn't like some big surprise. If you listen to some of his interviews, he's going to say the same. He's said the same thing um, more than once. But event seven in Mayhem, was 12, 10, 8, 6, 4, 2 parallel handstand pushups, and then 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 squat cleans at 275 pounds. That heavy enough barbell, I remember watching people fail that lift. And this, I think, is where we might be able to see Adler perform and, and show up at the top of the leaderboard in Aromas. If we get a heavy barbell that is a challenge for the athletes to lift because of another part of the workout, right? Maybe it's, it's getting through a Metcon and then hitting a heavy enough barbell is what I'll say. That's going to be Adler's sweet spot. And we haven't seen that yet. So it wouldn't be crazy if that popped up. The last couple things I want to jump into to add with Adler is going to be the 2019 games. Now in 2019, in event one, the first cut was four rounds of a 400 meter run, three legless rope climbs and seven squat snatches at 185 pounds for the men. He finished that event, you know, butterflies in the stomach, nervous about getting cut. He finished fifth overall. Again, I think the field at that point was like 130 plus. That's a solid, solid finish, especially in your first ever CrossFit Games appearance. That's pretty cool. Now, you know, we, we, we've seen a little bit of running. We've seen, um, you know, maybe we'll see some snatches. Maybe we won't. I'm not getting a lot out of the 185 snatches there, but we haven't seen any sort of rope climbs yet. And, and to be able to finish fifth overall in that event, he was moving up and down those ropes. So something to keep in mind there. Now, what I think might be his most impressive performance of his career that up until he qualified for the, you know, the second phase of the 2020 games has got to be the open of this year. The reason he's here in the first place in this year's open in this year's open, he finished what I think fifth overall first in Canada and he won one of the events. So when we look at the series of events in the 2020 open in 20.2, he finished sixth. 
That was a 20-minute AMRAP of dumbbell thrusters, toes to bar, and double unders. He finished sixth again in 20.3, so back-to-back you know, sixth-place finishes. That was deadlifts, handstand push-ups, and then uh, moving into handstand walk, and that deadlift barbell went from 225 up to 315. So again, heavy barbell, right? Finally, he won 20.4. 20.4 was box jumps moving into single leg squats. And in the middle, you had clean, increasing weight clean and jerks. So 30 box jumps, 15 clean and jerks at 95. 30 box jumps, 15 clean and jerks at 135. 30 box jumps, 10 at 185. 30 pistols, 10 clean and jerks at 225 and then 275 and 315. So again, I remember watching this open announcement and some of the athletes struggle with that 275 and 315 barbell. So when we're talking again, it might not be someone's one rep max and and we might not be dealing with, I would be surprised if we see a one rep max again, but that heavy enough barbell is a term I keep using. That's one that not only did Adler do well in mayhem, he won 20.4 when that barbell was plenty of athletes could lift 315, but he was able to cycle it just fast enough to be able to win that overall workout. So it's going to be interesting to watch Adler this time. Again, we don't have you know a decade's worth of, of information to look back and see, well, this is exactly where he's going to do well and where he's not going to do well. So I'm excited. I think it'll be, you know, again, holding out hope that this is the time we look back on in five, six, seven years and say, man, 2020 is when Jeff Adler turned it on and he's been a staple in the sport ever since. Moving on to the women's side, Carrie Pierce. So Carrie Pierce locked up the fifth place position by just two points over Kristen Holta and five points over Amanda Barnhart. So it was a tight, tight finish there. Now she's making her sixth overall games appearance. There's something to be said for that. Well, there's a lot to be said for that. So six games appearance. This will be her second consecutive top five and her fifth consecutive top 10. She is a staple at the top of the leaderboard. And we just, the other day we're talking about, you know, we were talking about Katrin. We were saying that she is putting together what might be the most impressive resume of a female CrossFit games athlete in history. And it's going to be hard to replicate. You know, even if you look at who's out there today, you know, Tia of course is putting together is, is, on the verge of maybe putting, if, if Tia continues what she's doing, then we're going to have a very clear all-time great. But for somebody right now that's competing in the sport to catch Katrin, they've got years of consistency to go. Um, Carrie Pierce has been that consistent over the course of her career. And if we look back, we're probably going to start at, we start at 2015. 2015, she finished 108th in the Open, third in the East Regional, and 21st of the Games. 2016, 17th in the Open, 4th in the East Regional, and 5th of the Games. 2017, 2nd in the Open, 3rd in the East Regional, 10th of the Games. 2018, 20th in the Open, 2nd in the East Regional, and 6th of the Games. And in 2019, 8th in the Open, 5th in the Games. Finally, 2020, she finished 6th overall in the Open to earn her spot to, uh, to Phase 1. Now, a couple things worth calling out here when we look into uh, when we look into Carrie Pierce's performance over the last few years. And I was going to wait and say this towards the end, kind of kind of an analysis piece, but I think it's worth calling out right now is something that helps her stand out from the rest of the competition is she has won events at the CrossFit Games. That can't be said for every woman that's in Aromas right now or will be in Aromas right now <laughs> that will be in Aromas in a few weeks. 
there's there's something there. You know, it's one thing to finish towards the top, to finish in the top three, of course, an incredible feat, but to be able to turn it on to beat everybody on multiple occasions, hard to look past that. So let's look back at Kerry Pierce's performance. There's really three years of the games I'm going to focus in on, 2016, 2018, and 2019. So in 2016, she finished fifth overall at the game. She won Murph. Remember, one-mile run, weighted weight vest, one-mile run, five rounds, 20, 40, 60 um, pull-ups, push-ups, and air squats, and then another mile run. That's nasty. She finished second in the climbing snail, which was three rounds of a 500-meter berm run, two rope climbs, and a 40-foot snail push. So what are we seeing here? We're seeing um, odd object, and we're seeing rope climbs, two things that we haven't seen yet, and we will expect to see some variety of those in Aromas. She then won her second event of the year, Separator. That was a series of back squats, burpees, and ring handstand push-ups. Let me make sure I get this one right here as I call it out. So the separator, yeah, 12 ring handstand or 15 back squats, 20 burpees, six ring handstand push-ups, and then some overhead squats and then more ring handstand push-ups. So talk about advanced gymnastics moves, ring handstand push-ups, finishing first overall. We haven't seen anything quite that advanced yet. Not quite that advanced, not even close to that, right? What was the, I mean, we saw the handstand hold, but no rings involved in phase one, no muscle ups. Um, we haven't seen ring handstand pushups since 2016. I know there were some issues with that, but again, when that pops up, the high skilled gymnastics, hard to look past Carrie Pierce. The last two events I want to call out from 2016 is going to be the handstand walk. She finished second. It was a 280 foot handstand walk for time. You know, I don't think we'll see something just like that, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's some more handstand walking, maybe mixed with a heavier barbell or even in the middle of a Metcon. That's going to be a strength for hers. And then redemption. Redemption was a series of pegboard ascents and thrusters. Pegboards haven't, haven't yet seen those. Now I'm not kind of looking past the thrusters here, but um, wouldn't be crazy to see thrusters or I'm sorry, <laughs> wouldn't be crazy to see a pegboard show up in Aromas, and that's been a strength for Carrie over the last few years. So let's move on to 2018. In 2018, Carrie Pierce finished sixth overall at the games, and she had three top three finishes we're going to talk about. The first was Fibonacci. That was 5-8-13, handstand push-ups, double kettlebell, deadlifts, kind of a heavy kettlebell there. Not a lot to pull from there. I, I don't know that we're going to see more handstand push-ups. Um, heavier weight on the deadlifts, fine, but but I don't know that a heavy barbell is necessarily going to be a strength of Carrie Pierce's. But second place finish overall, i got to call that out. And then she finished third in both bicouplet two and bicouplet one. Bicouplet two was a series of 12-9-6 snatches at 85 and bar muscle-ups. And then by couple at one, 21, 15, nine snatches and chest to bar pull-ups. Those are pretty fast. You know, there's some gymnastics moves in there, especially with the muscle-ups. That's pretty fast. Given how fast the, or how short the time domain was in phase one, I think I'd be surprised to see, you know, a 21, 15, nine complex like this, even with bar muscle-ups included. Well, the bar muscle-up one was 12, nine, six, but... I think we're going to see a little bit longer events, but nonetheless, 
shows that Kerry Pierce has that well-roundedness to be able to knock out these really short events um, as needed while not, you know, while finishing first in Murph two years prior. Moving on to the 2019, the last couple ones I want to talk about here. Um, again, a solid finish, just like Adler, a solid finish in the first cut. There's four rounds of a 400-meter rope climb, 400-meter run, three legless rope climbs, and seven squat snatches at 130 pounds for the women. A second-place finish overall, that's solid. And that's second out of, you know, again, 100-plus. I think it was 130. Legless rope climbs. Knocked it out of the park. Haven't seen a rope yet. Probably will see something in aromas. She then, I mean, you're talking about the reason she made it all the way through here. She finished third overall in the second cut. The second cut was an 800-meter row, 66 kettlebell jerks, and then 132-foot handstand walk. It was a time cap of 10 minutes, and it cut to 50 athletes after that. She finished third overall. Again, handstand walk. Um, she's shown to be rather proficient at gymnastics skills. We all know that. The next one, and this was kind of a, you know, especially looking at the documentary, this one was highlighted here, but she won Mary. And Mary was a 20-minute AMRAP of five handstand push-ups, 10 pistols and 15 pull-ups, you know, exclusively gymnastics work. Um, you know, I think we can, I think we're safe to say that the, the medium to high skill gymnastics are going to be a strength of Carrie Pierce's. And if those show up, um, it's, it's definitely in her favor. I don't know that we'll see something quite like Mary again, simply because of the pushback, the workout received. And I don't know that CrossFit wants to kind of double down on those things as much as take some of those, take some of the, you know, lessons learned and maybe incorporate them another way. So I don't know that we'll see another 20 minute, you know, essentially body weight gymnastics AMRAP that Carrie Pierce excelled at, but nonetheless, we'll see some variety of that, maybe shorter. Finally, fin she finished second in the split triplet, sled push and bar muscle up. So again, the theme with Carrie Pierce here, we're seeing um, a lot of, you know, muscle ups or, or handstand pushups or, um, pistols or gymnastics movements, the medium to high skill gymnastics movements knocks it out of the park with another second place finish in the split triplet. So if we step back and look at Carrie Pierce overall throughout her CrossFit games history, you almost have to try to come up with reasons why she won't be on the podium at Aroma. She's just been super solid. And like I mentioned before, she's won events. You just can't look past that. There's there's something extra for for an athlete to be able to not just finish top five, not even finish top three, which is an awesome, awesome finish, but to be able to be the best on the field at that time. And she's done that over and again. So definitely going to be a contender for a, a podium finish in Aromas. And it's going to be exciting to see her, exciting to see her compete. So, you know, talking between Adler and Pierce, again, kind of uh, two different athletes in terms of uh, in terms of experience and background and kind of the data we can pull from. But um, awesome to see them both here as we narrow it down to the final 10 athletes and, and really excited that we're just two weeks away from the start of competition or what hopefully should be the start of competition. I guess maybe if they push it to the the 21st or 22nd until they actually begin. We're just outside of that, but that'll wrap it up for today. Coming up next, I think we're going to start a little bit of a series on, uh, on how we can potentially move the sport in a more professional direction. And what does that look like? And, and how do we, you know, maybe look at some other professional organizations and see what is the roadmap 
entail to continue to grow the sport of CrossFit. But that'll be up next. Of course, pending um, any news out of CrossFit for the games, that will take priority, of course. But thanks for listening. We'll talk next time. Hey, this is Preston Stewart. Thanks for listening. And if you get a chance, it'd mean a lot if you could make it over to iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a review. Helps others to find the show. Thanks again. We'll see you next time.